Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're moving on with our rankings over to wide receivers. And we, we switched it up a little bit this week by, we actually posted our rankings over on Instagram um, this morning to get some of your comments, see what you guys thought about where our consensus ranks, you know, came out at. And, you know, there's some, uh, we, we found some players that people have some strong opinions on. I'll say that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into those here in a minute. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit. You can also go check us out on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe there, youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. Also, the relegation league just got underway Sunday. We did seven drafts on Sunday night. We have 17 more yet. There's still 17 more drafts to do. So that was a, it was interesting. You know, I got some, I got a lot of, I don't know why. I kept getting Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. I, and I don't know. Don't I don't like love them, but hey, it's how it worked. That was always fun to do those relegation leagues. So, all right, we're just going to jump into this thing here, Jeff. We're doing ranks. We'll do 1 through 20 today. Next episode, we'll do 21 to 40 and beyond-ish. So we'll get into this. I'm just going to name off these first, uh, like, couple of them real quick because this is not much, you know, that's debated here, right? Michael Thomas, number one. I mean, easy. That's, I don't, you know, I would say no one can debate that, but there actually was somebody on Instagram that tried to debate that and say um, we shouldn't have had... (laughs) Michael Thomas, number one, he said. Well, who should be number one? Um, Julio. And then Hopkins. Then Thomas. I just, I mean, yeah. Not going with that. But other than that, you got Thomas, number one. So this is how we went. Michael Thomas, number one. Devontae Adams came in number two for us. He was two for me, three for you. Tyree Kill came in number three. He was four for me and two for you. Julio came in four. I had him third. You had him fourth. And then DeAndre Hopkins comes in fifth. We both had him fifth. That's the top five, no matter what. Thomas is basically... This is how the list goes. Thomas is always one, and then those next four, however you want to put them there, right? I mean, I don't have a strong opinion. If you want to tell me Hopkins would be two instead of five, I'm okay with that, honestly. I think it's kind of a a bit of a toss-up between a lot of these guys. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's tier one right there. Yeah. The, the first five. Is there anyone? All right. So if you do, mm-hmm. say you have the second pick, yep. you're going Devonta Adams right now. I am. I did. And I did it. I, I I did that. Um, in that superflex league a couple weeks ago, I got Michael Thomas. So this is the one I went two wide receivers. Michael Thomas went by first, and then Devonta Adams was the second receiver off the board, and I picked him as well. If if you so, had to split hairs between these guys, what are you getting from each one? Like you pick him, this is what you expect. Like why would you go Devonta Adams? Do you think that's safer? I I feel pretty. I I like Rogers. I like I like the combo. I think it's going to be good this year again. And I guess Tyreek, the only thing with Tyreek is I just worry about the week-to-week consistency. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But it, those those on weeks are going to be awesome. And hopefully he becomes more consistent. There's still some down weeks with him. Julio, I mean, Julio's great. I just still, I, I guess I sometimes, I mean, in the past, yes, he didn't always get the touchdowns, but it's not even that as much. I just, I just don't want to be, I don't want to get Julio the year where he just, it's like he starts to fall off a little bit more. It starts to get there when you get around 30. So when, when you're up this high, is age that much of a factor then? So you're, you're looking at this top five and honestly, you're like, it's, it gets to be once they hit 30, I start to, 
if there's other guys I like just as just as much right around there, I'll, I'll lean the other way. And it's not like Julio's just going to fall off a cliff, and I don't think that at all. I just think in case he starts slowing down slightly, maybe Ridley jumps up a little bit more. Julio doesn't take a back seat but doesn't do his normal thing. That's the only reason why um, I would maybe pick Adams over him, but I still like Julio over Tyreek just because of Tyreek's possible inconsistency. And the only reason Hopkins then comes at five for me is just the new team without having a off season and a preseason to get it, you know, to work there. And that's why Hopkins falls at five. Yeah. So I'm always shocked after I look at Julio's numbers. His yardage is always so unbelievably good. Yep. And his touchdowns just never are. In his, you know, sophomore season, if you will, he had ten touchdowns, but that was the top. Besides for that, he had eight three times and then and then it goes down from there. For being such a dominant athletic wide receiver that pretty much dominates every single CB he comes up against. I'm always surprised that every year they don't find a way to get him double digit touchdowns, but either way, his yardage has been so good that I do worry a little bit too. I mean, he he has been so consistent and so good and he doesn't miss games. His third season, he missed all but five. But after that, I mean, the last three years, he only missed one game. Yep. It's pretty crazy, and I, I, I get where you're coming from, being like, okay, well, how long can we expect this? Because he is getting older, and he's been so dominant. So as soon as that yardage falls off, are we setting ourselves up for failure if you're drafting him in the top mm-hmm. you know, three, five, whatever it may be? Anyway, he's amazing, but when you're talking about the top five, I just want to bring that up. And so then I'll just jump into some next guys here. So number six, we went with Kenny Galladay. He was six for both of us, and... One of the comments I did get from, I think, uh, Kai Vey 13 he actually said Tyreek Hill and Kenny Galladay are too high. So both of them. So Hill at three and Galladay at six. Galladay, I've heard this kind of, not a lot, but once in a while about Galladay. And this is the only Galladay comment today. But when they try to tell us we're too high on him, but didn't he finish like third last year? Yeah. Without Stafford for half the year? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, we're not actually, we are ranking him to actually fall off, right? If you think about it that way. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot to go off of. He was finally the guy he, he yeah. produced. And, and to be quite honest, I, I think, yeah, and Stafford should be back. And when Stafford was playing, he was on pace to have his best year yet. Mm-hmm. And he just got hurt and nothing you can do about that. So I guess my question becomes, the question is more who would jump over him? Because when you get down there and you're seeing Galladay I, compared to, I don't why, don't you, why don't you list a few of the guys All right, underneath? so then seven and eight for us are, are Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And it was set, we both had, we had uh, Godwin seven, I had uh, Evans nine and you had him eight. But if, if, if these two were on the same team, one of them could jump up there, right? But it's because they're on the same team and we don't know how those targets are going to be thrown around yet with Brady. None of, none of them played with Brady because of that Galladay's the guy there. I mean, Marvin Jones is there, but he's not going to take away like these two might take away from each other. And they have Gronk too, I guess. And Galladay has Hawkins. So they have a short, he has a lesser version. Of- yeah, we're, we're waiting to find out because, I mean, they, they did get McCoy as well. They they mm-hmm. drafted, you know, Vaughn. If they get the run game going, you know, they're definitely not going to do what they did last year, right? You're going to be able to control the ball. So I do worry that the, how hypo in offense that mm-hmm. Jameis Winston was just whipping that ball around. But mm-hmm. he also threw like 30 interceptions, 30 exactly, I believe. Uh, you know, they had to score a lot. You're not going to have to because that defense is not that bad. It was just you put him in a terrible position, and then yep. these games got out of control. With Brady, I think the play changes. And with two guys that are that good, I mean, I think both of us kind of copped out. I mean, to be quite honest, like we're, we just looked for a space to put him, and I right. put him back-to-back. And yeah. I truly feel that way because – Week to week, I have no idea who is going to be the better bet. We have no idea. And with this short 
of a you know preseason this is another one where you're like who who shows up who who has the chemistry with him like what does Brady really look like we just we, don't know he's yet. 43 years old like yes we're everyone just assuming oh this is just going to be great this is just going to work out right there's no guarantee this just works out and Brady can even play anymore. No, not at all. And it, going on Galladay as well, why don't you name a few other guys underneath him? Because I think yep. it becomes very apparent. Um, so after uh, Godwin and Evans, then we had actually Adam Thielen jumped to nine for us. We're a little high on Adam Thielen, which, so that means Adam Thielen would never get up that high. This is the, he, you won't see him much higher than what we ended up having him. Then there's Juju, who again, I think that's higher than he's been some places. But of course we love the talent. It's just, um, you know, yeah, the, situation yeah. was Big Ben going to be Odell is 11. I mean, <laughs> look how he played. And then Allen Robinson is 12. So there's Amari Cooper's 13. Yeah. So who's you, going up there? Yeah. No one. Na- name one guy that you really believe that you can get that high that has the ceiling that Galladay does. It's not, not above Galladay. No. Not Number three without having Stafford for half the year. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty amazing. That is in a Matt Patricia offense that people did not think that it would be high flying. Yep. They can put up some points. I mean, they really can. The, the defense is going to be the thing that holds them back, but that's even better, right? Mm-hmm. And that is Tampa Bay all over again from last year with yep. a quarterback that doesn't throw as many picks. <laughs> yep, it's true. And then with Galladay, so we had him six. Um, ADP and consensus have him seven. They do have Godwin ahead. That's the only difference. I'm just not there. I put Godwin one lower. I, so, and I do get that one, yeah, once again. I, but I, if if people try to tell us Galladay's too high, I mean, what? He's one spot too high at exactly. the most? Like, you know, he's not. He's perfectly fine. And so then, like I said, we had Godwin Evans. We went over that and how that's going to play out. We don't know. <laughs> um, number nine was Adam Thielen, who we both expect to see a lot of targets. I mean, I know you like Justin Jefferson as well. I do. And we'll talk about that on the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I think just, Justin Jefferson helps Thielen. Yes. I think they help each other. And I think I, if only one of them was lined up, I think all of a sudden they get all the attention. You don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But Thielen, when I'm making this list... And I know you agree with me for the most mm-hmm. part because obviously well, we, say, so we both with like Thielen, him. you had him ninth and I had him eleventh. So okay. we're not that you know. So I had him ninth, but when I look at him, like I had I had Odell just below him, I had Amari Cooper just below him, I had Juju below him. I, normally, I would like those guys better. Odell mm-hmm. is coming off a terrible year. Yeah. We, we don't know what's so, going to happen. So is Juju. Uh, Amari Cooper just got a, a lot more competition for mm-hmm. who? Like, is he going to get the ball? I mean, it's one of the most talented offensive teams I've ever seen in my life. And what makes me believe that he's not going to disappear like he has his entire career so far? Like, you will have highs and you will have lows. And then Juju waiting for Big Ben. So it becomes very difficult for me to be like, is Adam Thielen going to get, if he's healthy the entire year, is he going to get 150 targets? Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Say 130. I would say that is pretty legit. Like, I would, yeah. I would put that in the bank if he plays an entire season. It's hard to beat that because I don't know if those other guys will and what they'll do with it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get any Adam Thielen comments, which no one... Actually, that surprises me. Not one. Um, He is expert rank right now. He's 13th in um, ADP. He's going 11 right now. Okay, well, we're we're not that far off. No, people have come around on Thielen. So after Thielen, we did have Juju Smith-Schuster at 10, which I had him 10th. You had him 12th. And I guess there is concerns. I'm, so I'm Ju- surprised at that. Usually I'm the I've been the Juju backer for so long. <laughs> you actually so went higher. Juju's his rank is just very interesting. So consensus right now, expert rank on fantasy pros, he's tenth on expert pros and or you know consensus. But ADP, he's eighteen. Wow, that is 
Wow, especially in the top 20, that might be the biggest difference I've seen in a very long time. I've rarely seen a difference of that kind of, you know, that kind of difference. That's crazy to me. That means there's some great value there to me. If he's truly going at the, that level, I'll get Juju a lot as my wide receiver too. And he was awesome with Ben. But, and if Brathersberger is healthy and playing, why can't Juju be great? And he started, I think he has some emerging players next to him that can help him. Deontay Johnson, I think, can help him. James Washington, maybe not as much. I think Johnson's better. Possibly. We'll see. But And Chase Claypool, too. Yeah, I and think there's some emerging other players. You Ebron. You do have enough. Like, Juju is obvi- the obvious number one, right? But the question that never got answered is, can Juju be the number one without, without Antonio Brown being there? Because yep. Antonio had, you know, he was catching the ball no matter what, so Juju always got second assignment. Yep. And we never found out because Ben got hurt so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm going to bang on the talent there that I think is there. And this guy's extremely young yet. Which is the crazy thing. So young. Is he still like 23? I don't even know. It's like, it's insane. Let me think. He was in the league when he was, was he 20? He is 23. He will not be 24 until November 22nd. It's so crazy. He's he's still extremely young. And it's people forget that. Just a baby. And then um, 11, we had Odell, which you had him 10th and I had him 13th. Odell is just the yeah. talent, man. It's, say, it's Odell. He's too good not to. And I, I, maybe I'll get burned by it. But when he's there and I'm like, I could get burned by Amari. I could get burned by Juju. Mm-hmm. I go I go, I go, go upside. I go talent. I, I still believe that Odell will be Odell at some point. I I think so, right? Like, I think last year it was just – I don't think that was a well-coached team last year at all. Freddie Kitchens was just – he was over his head. He shouldn't have been a head coach. And – just um, it didn't work out, right? And I think hope oh, Odell's too good. This guy is—he is honestly one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen in my life. Like, legitimately, talent-wise. Remember what this what this guy can do on the field is insane. His first three years, and this is why we we hesitate to write him off so quickly, right? He's had I won't say poor, but the last three years have not lived up to what we expected out of him. The first three years in New York, he was fifth, fifth, and fourth. That first year, he only played 12 games and he was still fifth. That's when he really like just broke out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, who can guard this guy? He got hurt 2017. He only played four games, so that's a wash. Then he only played 12 games in 2018 and was still 16th. And then last year, is like the he played a full year and he was 31st. And that's when people were kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, the last couple of years. But it's really just that last year. Yep, uh, Injuries have been a thing. Mm-hmm. But last year, he played an entire year. I, if you can get this guy back on I think track. He was hurt last year though too. That was a part of like he, he was. He, he was a little he played, bit though. He played up, through right. played through injury. But he is one guy that I look down this list and I'm like, he could be number one. Yep, hundred percent in could. my mind. He could. He's that good. People don't like hearing that from us. Either does uh, Hayden Gordon here. So Hayden Gordon says, y'all realize Boyd and OBJ were both wide receiver ones and Boyd had better stats. Okay. Tyler okay. Boyd is not Odell Beckham, so yes. I'm sorry. And yes, good for Boyd. I will. Yeah, that is he a, is not Odell Beckham. That is an accurate point, but also Boyd has went from the best position he's ever going to be in his career to getting AJ Green back, to having T Higgins on his team, to having a new rookie quarterback. To you know, I mean, you just add if John Ross is healthy, like you just add all of these weapons that they couldn't utilize last year. Boyd was the only healthy one for the most part. You're gonna just you know. That whole dinner table was set for him. He he pigged out, and now you know they just come by and they rip it all off and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. we're starting from scratch." I don't expect him to do as well as he did last year. I think he's a good number two wide receiver. I don't personally think he's a a, a possibility of being a number one. Maybe I'm a hater, but I just don't see it. 
Uh, let's go. Number 12 is Allen Robinson. I'm going to skip over that for a second. <laughs> Number 13 is Amari Cooper. I had him 14. You had him 11. Um, he's good. He's an inconsistent, though, week-to-week basis. And he does have Gallup, and he does have now um, CeeDee Lamb there. I'll be honest. Here, Here's the thing, too. This is the other aspect we have to put into it. Like, we put Odell here. We put Amari here. But when it comes to that in these positions, like if you're drafting, I don't know what round that would be. Like, are you like they're on the board? Are you likely to take them or are you likely to go somewhere I else? I did get Amari Cooper in one of the relegation leagues the other night. Okay. And so I you didn't, will. didn't, but that was in like the third round and I didn't love it. Right. He's my wide receiver one because where I went, but I didn't love it. I almost like, and that's the fine one. If I see him as my wide receiver one, I'm like, okay, he's a back. As long as you have two one. good running backs ahead of that. Right, right. So I don't know. I have a hard time with that one too. Same thing with Odell. I love the upside, but I'm, you know, he's going at, I think he deserves to be here. But if I can get him at number two, I love it. If I get him at number one, I'm, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's worrisome, but he deserves to be there. Yeah, I think so, right? All right. And then AJ Brown is 14, item 16, you had him 14. I think, um, we don't. He could be better than this. He he did a lot of big plays though. We don't know. Somebody there is somebody made a comment. If I I can't remember exactly who it was, it said OJ or AJ Brown is uh overrated. Which okay, does Trevor, Trevor uh, Duggan Dugan said AJ Brown overrated? Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, I think we're actually we're being cautious on this. Um, so he is okay. He's fifteen. Um, he's fifteen expert consensus, and he's fourteen. ADP. So he's actually, he's cooled off a little bit from where he was going like top 10. So we have a, we have, we have met a good spot. The thing, okay, here's the worry. And this is why I would actually kind of agree with him. He, he's a little overrated because he has such a flashy first year, but he did a lot. And to your point, he did a lot with big plays. He only caught 52 balls. Doesn't usually happen that way. 52 balls for over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. That is a lot of things going your way. Can they do that? Yeah, I mean, he could do it again. You have Henry. It'll set up the, you know, the the play action, and Tannehill is definitely a step up from Mariota, and, you know, everything kind of trends in the right direction. But if he doesn't get more than 84 targets than he did, you know, like he did last year, it would be very difficult to repeat. And he was. He made it into, into the top 10 last year. So I, I go both ways with this one. He does have to take the next step of we're going to try to get this guy the ball more than we did last year which you would think would be the obvious play, but they run the ball a ton. So who knows? And then, all right, let's go 12. Let's talk about 12 and 15 here. So 12 is Allen Robinson. 15 is DJ Moore. And this is where we got the most comments. So, Jeff, I'm, I'm just going to – here we go. Here's some of them. Uh, the, the Chris 201 says, Jeff, what's the deal with your DJ Moore rank? So how DJ Moore got to 15 is I had him 12th. Jeff had him 21st. So just think that, let this sink in for all you DJ Moore fans for a second. 21st. All right. So the Chris asked Jeff, what's the deal? What's the deal with the DJ Moore rank? All right. So DJ Moore, um, I don't think he's a bad player. I am. I'll cut, I'm cut you off. Dante says Craig rank, Craig's rankings equals fire. Jeff's rankings equals poop emoji. <laughs> Oh, and okay. he said, um, awesome. and why that is, is A-Rob at 17 and more at 21 are yeah. the things that did it for me. That's way too low. Okay. The A-Rob thing, I, I have been moving people around slightly. It's more about the A.J. Green where he comes into play. Marcus says, how does how does he have A-Rob at 17 WTF? Yeah, okay. So everyone loves Allen Robinson. And I th- this one is I actually don't mind people liking him. 
but this is this is where I come from, and we'll I'll start with DJ Moore, right? Because I'll address both of these. But DJ Moore is a good wide receiver. First of all, we don't really know what the offense is going to look like with Teddy Bridgewater yet. That is always a worry of mine. Christian McCaffrey, number one, they're going to throw it to him a hundred, you know, over a hundred times. DJ Moore is going to be the second wide receiver on that team, even though he's technically number one. He got what almost twelve hundred yards last year with eighty-seven receptions. He only had four touchdowns. That number does have to improve. It improved from his rookie year from two. So he's not, I don't believe in that offense, he's going to be a big touchdown maker. So I'm putting all these kind of things together, and I just don't get overly hyped because last year everyone everyone got on his hype train as well, and he finished 21st. Good, and right? That is exactly, I think that is pretty decent. And so in that case, I think I might be, you know, like he could go a little higher. But I think other guys have higher possibility, higher ceilings because of the teams and touchdown possibilities that, that they have. I don't hate DJ Moore at all. That is a complete personal one. That when his name comes up and he's supposed to be like my number two or number one, I'm like, like it. I just don't like it. So that one's more personal. Like I, I can understand a lot of people like him, but I've also heard this hype for the last, you know, ever since he came in the league two years ago. And I just don't think this is the year that is going to light him on fire. I think he's just. I think he's going to emerge as one of the best receivers in the league. Okay, if it wasn't Bridgewater, slightly worries me. I get it, I, slightly, but I think he's that good. Yeah, so. and to be fair, I mean, he put up decent numbers last year with a lesser quarterback mm-hmm. than Bridgewater, mm-hmm. so I can understand people getting excited and said, "Wow, if he could do twelve hundred, almost twelve hundred yards and four touchdowns, yep. oh my gosh, Bridgewater is going to throw it to him eight times in the end zone." It's not going to happen, but I can understand the you know that is the way you're getting pulled. This is this is the perfect, I guess, comment that kind of shows this whole DJ Moore thing is this uh Ty Ty Gorel says DJ Moore at fifteen, how? First doesn't say you know first we don't know. Is it higher or lower? Dave Burnett says that's good. He should be lower. <laughs> Ty comes back, he's gonna be top ten. So Okay. I, I do I, I'll say this. He does have the talent to make a big jump. I just don't personally like the situation or the way that they set up their offense. And then um Allen Robinson, so I had Allen Robinson at eight. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This guy, I think he's just I think he's just set for 150 targets. So he's done that most seasons that he's played. Look, he did it in Jacksonville for two years. He had 151 targets in his uh, when he second played, year and third year. Yeah, when he played a full yeah. season, he goes on. Then he got hurt the next year. So that's it. It was healthy. Year two, year three, 151 targets each of the year. You know, blows out his ACL. Misses, you know, he did that in the first game of 2017. Came back 2018 with a new team, coming back from injury, started to get back into it. I was a big Allen Robinson fan going into last year. I had him about 10 spots higher than anybody else, and which he was getting ranked around 30, and I had him like top 20, and he he showed up. He had 154 targets last year. Three The last three seasons he's been fully healthy, he's had 150 targets. I'm not sure there's anybody that's going to – I like Anthony Miller, but I don't think Anthony Miller's going to take – he's not going to take away from um, Allen Robinson. Uh, okay, yeah, I would agree with him on that one. I, I think – he kind of strikes me as he is the safer play, and right now I do have him at fifteenth. I moved. Uh, oh, look at that! You, you. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't because of this. It was more because of uh, AJ Green, and then uh, him and Diggs. I just didn't know exactly what to do. And at first they were ahead of him. Now they're behind him. But either way, I would hold to that. You know, that mid wide receiver two ranking. I think that is probably good for me. And yes, do I think that one hundred and fifty targets? First of all, you can't really catch more than that. Even in Jacksonville, when it was 2015, he broke, you know, he just went crazy uh, for 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. He had 151. 
And last year he had 154. Do I think that they're going to throw it to him more than that? No. Do I think that, uh, I mean, he scored more touchdowns last year than he ever has besides for that one freak year. Other mm-hmm. than that, he, he, you know, he hasn't been that much of a touchdown machine. He's never gone double digits before again. Um, do I think that he has the talent? Yeah, I do. But once again, it also goes to the offense and it goes from, you have Mitchell Trubisky and now you have Nick Foles. I personally do not believe in Nick Foles. I think he is a good backup. I think he has had streaks where he's very good. But you have to ask yourself, which Nick Foles do you think you're going to get? And do you really think that you're going to get the 2000, what was it, 2013 Nick Foles on Philly when he threw 27 touchdowns and only two interceptions? Or are you going to get him on every other team? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and he hasn't even finished a year for any other team. There is a lot to worry about. Not to mention you have Foles and you have Trubisky, which you overspent like crazy on. So either you got to figure out a way to unload him, or if Foles gets into trouble, Trubisky's coming back in there. And to be fair, I understand why Chicago fans are like, oh my God, we got Foles, we're going to be better. Because I would think that too. But it, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has this, you know, the role the entire year. And also he, he tends to get hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you, you kind of throw all that in. And do I think that he still deserves to be a wide receiver too? Yes. But I could never put him in the, in the top 10 because I think we've kind of seen what he can do on Chicago. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to catch double-digit touchdowns, and you know, he had how many how many catches did he have last year? He had like 98. 98. So yeah. he had 154 targets. I think that is ceiling. You have 98 catches. I don't think you're going to go too much over that, and you didn't even make it to 1,200 yards. I, I just don't see it. Eh, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. And once again, it's not that. It's really not that huge of a of a leap. I understand why people yeah. think it's low. But, you know, eight, I think, is a little bit aggressive, and maybe my 17 was a little bit low. But once again, wide receiver two. All right. We have five more here quick to end this off. Not as many comments about these. So we had Diggs at 16. I had him 18. You had him 15. This is one we are way higher than the consensus on. Diggs, consensus-wise, is 27 right now, ADP 23. I think he's a great player. So that's why I have him up here. And yeah, the it, it does worry me. I guess not being able to have any kind of you know work with uh, Josh Allen, but I think he's good enough. And I love I've gotten digs in so many drafts because you get him. You don't I, we rank him here. We don't draft him here. You get him so much later than this. It's yeah. awesome. Cooper Cup came in at 17, 17th for me, eighteenth for you. I think it's a solid spot for him. I'm hoping we get which Cooper Cup's going to show up. Which half of the season, right? Like last year, he was awesome in the first half, fell off in the second half. We'll see what one shows up. Cortland Sutton, this is another one we were a big difference on. He's 18th for us. He was 23 for me, 13 for you. So consensus-wise, he's 22. ADP, he's 17. So he's just all over the board, too. I'm not sure I – I'm just not sure I'm buying Drew Locke yet. That's my – That's my. I need to see more from Drew Locke. That's fair. That's, I, I, liked, that's I like is. the talent, but I totally get that. But I, I – Corlin Sutton just yeah. seems like, and I think he probably is my DJ more, if you will. Like, yeah. I think yeah. he's already broken out and he has all the attributes to be a very good wide receiver. And he did it last year with, you know, not bad quarterback play, but very uninspiring quarterback play. And we saw a couple of games for, I think, with Drew Locke. And it seemed like something was there. I don't know. I just really like what they're building there. So yep. I, I totally understand the, the worry. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon, though. And I do have to, I want to go back to Diggs a little bit because I do think that is one people have very differentiating opinions on. Um, 
So the last three years when he's been in Minnesota, 2017 to 2019, he's finished as 18th, 12th, and then 18th again. Um, and now you're finally, and he's always been wide receiver too. Um, now you're going into Buffalo. You are going to be the number one. We saw how well mm-hmm. John Brown did there. And, yeah. you know, he's never done as well as that before. You have Josh Allen who will chuck it, even though maybe he's not that accurate. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. I personally see this is a better situation because they're going to try to force get him the ball because he's clearly their number one threat. But how how do you look at it? Like, what are the pitfalls? Like, what has to happen for him to actually hit where we think he's going to be? I don't. I think it, Josh Allen just has to be decent. I think if Josh Allen doesn't fall off and become what the worry I guess with him is that he's not actually that good, then. That's the worry. Josh Allen isn't that good, right? And he can't actually get the ball to digs. But I don't think that's the case. I think Josh Allen, as long as he's just good enough, decent, I think Diggs is going to get the ball a lot. And there's other, I mean, like having John Brown there helps. That's a good number two to be with you. He's going to have, all the attention's not going to be on Diggs. And I just think that's all you need. Josh Allen just needs to be a just a capable quarterback here who can get the ball to Diggs. I guess that's the word. How accurate is he? Then that's the only that's the key to the whole thing. Diggs is good enough. It's is Josh Allen good enough? That's what the whole key to this is going to be. And we don't always know. We don't know. We thought Trubisky was better than he was, right? So you don't always know with these guys. So that's the key to here. It's it's Josh Allen. I think he's going to be. I mean, obviously by our ranks, we think it's going to work out. So I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good season for him. I think we're yeah. going to get him. He's going to be awesome because he's your wide receiver three. Yeah, and, and just to show, too, the two years that he was, 2017-2019, John, John Brown last year, yep. he, he got uh, 72 receptions. Yep. So that is what they try to force as the number one wide receiver, <coughs> Josh Allen being his second year, what they allowed him to do. In 2017 and 2019, both of those years, uh, Stefan Diggs only got 64 and 63 catches and was able to turn that into a position eight, which is already higher than what John Brown was last year, which was 19. Yep. So I think it's the run after catch, the explosiveness, the being able to, and John Brown is no slouch, but I really do think that Stefan Diggs is a different type of athlete. Yep. All right, two more. Last two, the round of the top 20, Calvin Ridley was 19. Um, we got one comment about him. Tyler Beckford said, just put a, a sleeping like emoji next to it. So we're sleeping on Ridley. I don't think so. I'll say you're a pretty big fan of his. I mean, we have him top 20. I think I had him 19. You had him 20. I mean, I think that's pretty solid. I. It's hard to, I mean, he hasn't completely done it yet. So let's just wait and see. I think that's a, we're raking him as a wide receiver too. I think that's pretty, pretty decent. And then um, we rounded off with DK Metcalf, who is, so Ridley and Metcalf were kind of a tie there. I Because I had uh, Metcalf 20, you had him 19. So the same ranks as we had Ridley. And Metcalf, we are slightly higher on him. He's 24th consensus. He's 22nd ADP. This is a guy, though, that I think could really jump up. He has everything. Speed, size, great quarterback. I mean, this this could be the player that becomes a wide receiver one, top 10 guy, easy to me. He had, I think he has that. He was better in year one than I think people actually anticipated. Yeah, and... I was a big fan of saying, hey, grab him and then put him on your bench. I yep. bet he's going to be able to play in the second half of the year. And I thought he was going to be sloppy or route running and, and, and a lot of the fine tuning I thought was going to have to happen on the field. He looked a lot better. I do think that there is still a ways to go. Will he have a sophomore slump? I love the position he's in with Russell Wilson and the fact they run the ball takes a lot of pressure off of him. But if you just look at the numbers and what he was able to do, 
and people, a lot of people, I feel like, don't know what to do with him and Lockett, right? Mm-hmm. Lockett is technically the number one, but I don't think anyone really views it that way. Um, but DK Metcalf, as a rookie, came in, they threw at him 100 times. He only caught 58 of them, which is another great thing. He can actually increase that percentage, which Russell Wilson is a very accurate thrower. Turned that into 900 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Dear God, what if they yeah. actually give him 120 targets? What if he actually turns that into 70? Yep. And all of a sudden you got you have a guy that, with his size and the way they use him, he could be in double digits touchdown-wise, mm-hmm. and he could be 1,200 yards. He could be flirting with that top 10. I think he's that good. So he's he's the guy who can make the jump. So yeah. All right, that's going to do it for part one of wide receiver ranks. We'll be back with part two. We'll go with 21, and we'll we'll – have some beyond we don't know maybe 40 maybe a couple guys after that we definitely have a couple players that stood out on the comments so if you didn't hear our comments today make sure you're tuned in the next episode it's going to be on episode in part number two there we have a couple players that people had some strong opinions on so maybe one really had strong opinions on so we will go over that next time talk to you guys later